TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? The twins, of course. It's Five Twins Thoughts. Five. With Derek Wetmore. That's right. It is Five Thoughts. This is the Score North First Place Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore. Judd Zolgat and Danny Cunningham and Manny Hill are hanging out with me today. We're going to play Five Thoughts in just a second. The five AL contenders that made moves at the deadline the Twins should be paying attention to. But I wanted to first tell you guys about the Glenn Perkins on Baseball live event that's coming up next week. That's four days away already. Tuesday, August 6th at Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. Just before a Twins game, right by Target Field. We're going to be hanging out downtown Maybe having a beer and talking about the Twins. If you want to come hang out with us, you can. It's easy to register. It's free to go, but you do need to be registered to attend that taping. Go to scorenorth.com slash Glenn for more details. Scorenorth.com slash Glenn. What day again? That is Tuesday, August 6th. Uh, It's before a Twins game. Twins-Braves. If you're going down there for the Braves game anyways, just come a little bit early. Come hang out at Modest with us, but don't forget to register. Scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Glenn, guys, I've got five thoughts for you. Um, since Rami's not here, we don't have to do the whole intro, but he always says it's the column that was so good, it couldn't be contained to the written word. And I disagree with him, but it's a fun segment, so we're going to do it. Uh, the five contenders in the American League, and you tell me where you want to stop. We can talk about any or all of them that made moves the Twins should be paying attention to. I think we have to start with the Cleveland Indians. Number one, the Cleveland Indians traded Trevor Bauer for, gosh, they, this was a, a, a messy trade, and Danny, I heard you guys talk about it on Clusterfun the other day, but basically what the Indians gave up was Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. What they get back was Fran Mil Reyes, the powerful outfielder from the Padres. They get back Yasiel Puig. Who's I? Th- I think he's a rental. I think he's a free agent. Correct. Yeah, he'll be a free agent at the end of the end of the year. They they got him for two months, and then they got a top one hundred pitching prospect, Logan Allen, to Correct. add back into their system for depth. I I think getting that for one year and two months of Trevor Bauer makes this team really interesting because some people would argue they're worse with the pitching depth. Others would argue they're better because now they have a lineup. Well, and they also got in two mid level prospects too. They ended up with five guys back for Trevor Bauer for. A year and a half of Trevor Bauer. I don't understand what Cincinnati is doing in this deal. It was kind of strange. I really don't. I understand what what San Diego did because Framiel Reyes was kind of a guy without a position there. He can really hit. He's not a good defender. He's going to DH in Cleveland. He's an American League player, and a lot of pop though. And, and they get a, a top thirty prospect from Cincinnati in exchange for for sending those guys to Cleveland. I don't understand what the Reds were doing there because I don't see them as necessarily being very competitive. Yeah, next year they can have a really good rotation with built around Trevor Bauer and a couple of the other really nice pieces they have there, but I I don't get that trade from their perspective I at think, all. I honestly think all it is is trying to capitalize on Joey Votto maybe, and saying, maybe, hey, but, we got to load up on 2020. Trevor Bauer at the top of that rotation looks pretty nice. Yeah, I, I don't get that trade for the Reds. This is... and. The Mets are more dysfunctional, but this is the same thing of trying to trying to think that you can win now and you probably can't in 2020. And so you're happy with you get a big name back. But I mean, let's be, you know, frank about this. The Mets and the Reds screwed up this market, too. Yeah. As a whole, as a whole, they had no business getting involved. And they did. Uh, Cunningham, my question for you is this off of Derek's point. When is Kluber going to be back? And 
Salazar had a rough start last night, but it was his first start since September of two years ago. Yeah. So so what's the what's the faith there? Because if Cleveland can get something from one or both of those guys for the remainder of this year, I think it changes the dynamic completely of this discussion. I believe the expectations for Corey Kluber to start a rehab assignment within the next week or so, and then it's it's going to be touch and go from there, but they expect him back in the in the big league rotation before the end of the month. Danny mm-hmm. Salazar pitched last night. He was on a pretty strict pitch count. And rough for start your, for, for sure. It was a rough start, but it's his first. Years. It's his first major league start I'm in 22 you. months, and he's going up against the Houston Astros. There are easier ways to be be kind of gently placed back into baseball than that. So I don't. I don't think it was great for him, but it wasn't terrible. They might get Carlos Carrasco back, who's battling leukemia at some point. I, I don't know if if that's a wise idea for someone that's kind of fighting for their life to be back on the mound. But it's it's him and not me. There's also, they've got depth, too, because they traded for Logan Allen, who's been in the big leagues with the Padres. I don't know if the Indians necessarily feel he's ready for this, but Zach Plesak's been really good as a part of the rotation. And Aaron Savale, who came up, he made a spot start earlier this season. That spot start was seven shutout innings. Like, he's a guy that (laughs) should be able to contribute to the big league rotation if needed the rest of the season, or at least until Corey Kluber gets back. So, yeah, they traded Trevor Bauer away. They got a haul for him. I think that they actually kind of screwed the Twins over with how much they got for Trevor Bauer because it boosted up the asking price that everyone else had for all of the other starting pitchers. So explain this to me then. What's up? Where was the happy medium between the Strowman trade and the Bauer trade? There wasn't one. Oh, I know. Because you you saw the the Strowman trade on Sunday night and you said to yourself, oh, Wow, that's, that's not the price of poker. That's not that bad. Let's play. No, and then Danny, <laughs> you're play. right. You're right. Tuesday night, the Bauer trade goes down, and you're like, "Oh, hold on a second here. This is supposed to be somewhere in the middle." Well, the Bauer trade was really interesting because the news came out right, like it kind of trickled out in terms of who was involved. The first report was from Jeff Passan. Yeah, we didn't get the message. Yeah, we can touch on that plenty. Um, so the first report from ESPN was that, oh, Trevor Bauer's going to Cincinnati. And it didn't say anything about who was going back. And it also said that it was a three-team deal. And then all of these guys are involved. And it was a, a seven-player trade. And five of them went to Cleveland. Like, yeah. everything yeah. just kept coming back. You go, oh, that Scott Wood guy's involved? Oh, he's going to Cleveland, too? He's yes. not going to San Diego? Right. Oh, Victor Nova, the 19-year-old third baseman that the Indians also got, he's not going to back to Cincinnati. He's going to Cleveland. Like they're getting everyone. The Padres got than, one guy back, right? They got Trimble. a. They got a. Yeah, he's a, a top thirty prospect. Trimble. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, he. That's a big name, but still. Right, but he's the one guy. That, that he's the, the only guy got they got back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The Indians got everyone in this trade other than Bauer and Trammell. So it shows you how valuable they think Trevor Bauer is, and I think that's kind of the price of elite starting pitching. I know Trevor Bauer hadn't been as good this year as he was a year ago, but I think that baseball clubs look around and say, okay, who are the 25 guys that just shine, that rise above everybody else that you'd want in game one? 25, maybe that's a high number, but there is a finite number of elite starting pitching who can get that job done. I think Trevor Bauer is one of them. So for a year and two months, I mean, as long as he I stays Cleveland, away from the drone. Yeah, there. that's okay. Fair point. If he's bleeding profusely from his finger, it's a bad idea. Bad. If if he has all ten digits and yeah. he's okay to stay in the game, you trust Trevor Bauer just as much as a, a almost as much as anybody, which is a, a big big statement. But I think it's true. I think Trevor Bauer legitimately has some of the best arm talent in baseball, to use a football term with training camp. 
here in the Hall of Fame game now. Yep. Football season's officially start. We can say arm talent. There's no question. He's got the. He has the stuff to be a Hall of Fame pitcher. Like he, I no. don't know if his mental makeup is strong enough for that, but he certainly has has the stuff, has the arm talent, has yep. everything physically. He's just been gifted to where he could be one of the twenty to twenty five best pitchers in the history of baseball with what he just naturally has. So, That's never been the question with him. To me. I I guess at first I thought that the Indians got better this year and in the future. And I talked with a couple of people um, in multiple different front offices who are now it's like I've lessened my strong stance on that. Now, some people say like if at best it's like a sidestep this year. And that's really dependent on those other guys that Danny mentioned stepping up the police acts of the world. If they step up and this pitching staff's great and Kluber's back soon, yeah, you're maybe you're not going to notice the drop off of a Trevor Bauer that much, and it's a step forward. If that stuff doesn't happen and you don't continue to get you know dominant stuff from guys who, let's face it, talented but unproven overall, then maybe this is a small like a half step back in 2019 to take a full step forward in 2020 and, I, and beyond. I love this trade. I, I think it showed real guts, and it took it took a guy. There's chutzpah involved, no doubt. We, and we all said, "You're really going to trade Bauer?" And we all thought, "Yeah, they are." But what are you really going to get? And the fact that, that you got a package that I believe does help you immediately, and Reyes can now DH for you. And look at Reyes statistically. I mean, yes, he can't play the field. I get that completely. He doesn't need to there. But th- yeah, but this is a guy uh-huh. who you can now insert in the lineup and say, go to it, and he's going to hit you home runs. He Everything that we perceive to be wrong with the Cleveland lineup for the first, whatever it is, three months, four months, is now being rectified. Mm-hmm. And now Cleveland, too, Here, here's the thing. So Twins should be good in 2020, right? White Sox should be better for sure. Detroit and Kansas City won't be. But now I, I think there was a definite opinion that Cleveland was going to take a major step back here at some point in time. That step might not be as major as we thought, given what they did here. And it, a lot of that's going to depend on how well these pitchers continue to develop. But the Indians have a track record that's really second to none hmm. in, in the way that they've identified pitchers and developed pitchers. Corey Kluber's now a two-time Cy Young winner. He was just that a was middle. Falvey's, that was Falvey's guy. But, but still, He's gone. It, as the organization yeah. as a whole... He was, he was no high prospect. He, he wasn't some top 30 prospect in baseball when they traded for him with San Diego. He was just another guy. And they've developed those guys. Zach Plesak and, and Shane Bieber and Aaron Savali, they were all drafted in 2016, and they're already contributing to the big league team. Like they, they have found a way to really do that. And you can't necessarily attribute those guys that have been really talented and have helped them out too foully because he hasn't really been around to see them blossom. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to spend too too much time on Cleveland because we're going to be watching them very closely the rest of the year here in Minnesota. Next and weekend. There's a nice little four-gamer coming up at Target Field. I can't wait. Give us an opportunity to talk about the Indians, but we got to get to some other teams that made trades too, and I'd be remiss if I didn't go to Houston. Thought number two, the Houston Astros got better. They went from potential World Series favorites in the American League to... World Series favorites in the American League. They deal some top prospects for Zach Granke and don't sleep on the other move. Sent fourth outfielder Derek Fisher, not that Derek Fisher, the other one, to Toronto for Aaron Sanchez, Cal Stevenson, and Joe Biagini. They basically address their bullpen with that move and are going to say, hey, you guys, come get into the Houston pipeline and we'll teach you how to be lights out relievers and like we'll Ryan fi- Presley. And we'll fix you, right? They're trading. Sanchez statistically had been awful. That's but right. You always say to yourself, yeah, but what do the Astros What do the Astros know? And the Astros have done, so where, where they 
in my mind, separate themselves from a lot of franchises now is is twofold. In Granky, they take on salary. Now they got some back from the Diamondbacks as well, yeah. but they took on salary. But they also they also showed the guts to make a trade that the majority of teams now in this league are running from. And you say to yourself, okay, does this does this teach a lesson to those? Other teams, the prospects are there, n- not to trade all of them, but to tr- but to move them. To trade some of them, or I, I just I feel like there's this overwhelming majority of teams now that don't w- don't want to go to the baseball party and be asked about how could you give up the number five prospect? They're like, yeah, we didn't give them up. Ain't that great? Know what it is? And that's great, but you're not celebrating anything. Job security. Do you know how much easier it is to go sell an owner, your boss, that hey. We got a plan here. It's going to be a six-year plan, but we've got a plan. Just look at what the Cubs did. Just look at what the Astros did. They were bad. Man, we've got to keep our prospects, and we've got to have everybody ready under team control to be a but star. Don't, but don't teams look at that? It's if, more, more if affordable, I, too. If I own a team, well, that's true. But if I own a team right now, and I look at what the Astros are doing or have done or what Theo did in Chicago, I see a guy that made trades that they took, went a, for it. took a lot of guts. And I guess... My question is, if the Twins didn't do it in 2019, when's, when's that time? Like you don't, you don't have to be the most ardent baseball fan of all time to see the opportunity that presented itself. And the Astros are like, hell yeah, we're all in. Let's go. And everybody else is like, oh, we no, well, we can't do that. If you don't take that swing, you can't really get blamed. Or at least it's several years later. If none of the prospects pan out, and you're bad at player development, and you just never acquire the fringe of the roster in free agency and trades, you're gonna get fired eventually as an executive. But if you take that swing trade and it's like 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 uh what the pirates gave up for Chris Archer. Yep. You'd imagine that the temperature on that seat rose a few degrees with a move like that. But you know what? You can't sit around forever. I know. I, I agree with you. At some point you've got to go all in and I don't even know know that I'd call this all in for the Astros because they're a team that I think, quite frankly, they're upset they didn't win the World Series last year and that's yep. why they made this move. They obviously won it in twenty seventeen but they felt as if they were the best team in baseball last year and they didn't win the World Series. And they want to make a statement saying, this is ours. I read a great note in Jeff Passan's column on ESPN.com yesterday. I guess I had either forgotten this or didn't know it or whatever, but did you know the Astros tried to trade for Bryce Harper last year? Yeah. At the deadline? I remember that. I like that I completely space. I think they came very close. The, the, uh, the Astros he, and the Indians both tried to trade with Washington. Washington, so, I remember they wanted Shane Bieber from the Indians, and Cleveland wouldn't do it, and that looks like a yeah, really good smart move now. I don't know what they wanted from Houston, but I know both of those American League division winners last year were on the phone with with uh, the Nationals about Bryce Harper. because the Astros have now acquired Justin Verlander via trade, and they extended him. Garrett Cole via trade. They're probably going to try to keep him, but he's a free agent this winter, so... By the way, Twins, keep uh, keep your powder dry for don't, that one. I told Mackie this. I'll tell you this. Don't even start with that. The Twins will not be competitors for... The reason why the Twins needed to make a trade now is because I, I've accepted the fact, and you can criticize them or not, whatever, that they are not going to be a competitor for a guy like Garrett Cole, just like they weren't for, for Harper or Machado. The Twins need to, when they improve themselves, need to do it. Well, on Wednesday in this case, sure. and, and they failed to. But the Garrett Cole thing. Four years, $130 million. It's Who a says great no? thought. It ain't happening in this town, boys. It's not happening. They it traded, should, but they, it's not going to. They traded to. for JV. They traded for Cole. And now they've traded yes. for Granke without giving up who people widely regard their top one and two prospects. It's fascinating. 
the the Twins are an organization where, unlike the Astros and unlike some of these bigger market teams, you have to win these trades on the margin. You have to mm-hmm. some of these smaller trades that aren't necessarily trading for Garrett Cole, trading for Justin Verlander, or a hypothetical trade for Bryce Harper. You have to win these these minor trades. That's why your scouting department has to be so much better than everyone else. You have to be able to develop talent better than everyone else. That's how you build a, a successful team in a market quite like this. I want to move on to the Oakland A's because that's a team that nobody ever talks about, and we can breeze past them if you want to, guys. But the A's did get better. They traded for lefty fireball reliever Jake Diekman. They traded for Homer Bailey. They traded for Tanner Rourke. Um, and then I don't remember this trade, but Jameson Hanna also went Oakland's way just before the deadline. <sighs> to me, I think there are two tiers of teams. Judd, tell me if you disagree with this. There are the American League teams who you're like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the World Series. And then there are the teams who are like, that's a really good team. I don't think they're going to the World Series. Oakland falls in that second category for me. I agree completely. And they're a really nice team. I like them we a lot. We saw them here. I like them a lot. But yeah, they are not a team that... But but you know what they see to a certain a degree that we've been talking about is they do see that the league is not that great. Now, Houston, I think, changed with the Granky changed. The dynamic feels very different now than it did on Wednesday at noon or so. Uh, so it's changed a bit. But I do think that Oakland looks at the American League with the right outlook, which is this is we can win playoff series here. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be impossible there. There are some years where it feels impossible. I guess I'm going more towards Houston is now the clear-cut favorite without question, where on Tuesday I don't think that they were. Do you agree with the tier? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Do I agree with the tier thing? Yeah, just that there's yeah, the teams that I'm can saying, win the World Series and then those that are nice. But I'm saying it's an opportunity It's an opportunity at times to make the most of your situation, and mm-hmm. I feel like Oakland is trying to do that. Do you think there are two tiers, Danny? I and, do, and I'm curious who else you have in that second tier, because I'm with you where I think Oakland's in that tier, but I really only have... One other AL team in that tier, I think. Uh, well, it's a good point. Like, Tampa Bay just never scares me. Tampa Bay's in that tier for me, too. Okay. But I think that New York, Boston, Cleveland, Minnesota, and Houston are all in that first tier where they could be in the World Series. I agree with you. I don't think... I, I'm with you with Oakland and Tampa, where they're in that second tier for me. But the, that first tier... Now, the the first tier's not everyone created equal, but they're oh, all right. in it. Right, right. The first, those five teams could be in the World Series. If that's your five playoff teams, it's going to be a really fun October in the AL. Where is Houston now? So if if you tiered this off in the one. accurate, but but one and then so tier one is Houston, and then the rest of the teams that you mentioned. But what's what's the ladder look like in your mind right now, Danny? Is Houston, and then where's the next team? Like the Yankees, if you want to pick them. That's a really good question. I don't know that I have a good to answer me it, to. To me, it's I, I think different it, today. It, I think it's all it, it's it's really close. It's all jumbled up. It's it's Houston, and then there's a gap. They're in the same tier. Yes. And Houston still would have been number one for me on Monday, prior to the trade deadline, prior to them trading for Zach Greinke. If you would have if you would have forced me to pick who I think was going to win the World Series, I would have told you at the start of this week the Houston Astros. Okay. And Zach Greinke reaffirms that for me, but it doesn't necessarily change a whole bunch. In my mind, it widens that gap. It makes them more likely. It's still not a. It's still not like a solid thing. It's not. You can't yeah. write it in stone. If you go Sports on fan, are weird. If you go on Fangraphs today, the Houston Astros have a twenty six chance percent to win the World Series. Sure. That means three out of four times they're not winning the World Series. It's exactly how I think of it. I think Houston's first, and then the Yankees are probably next, and then throw in the other three teams as sort of that next tier. Any one of them wouldn't surprise. If the Twins go to the World Series, I can't tell you that I'll be shocked.
I no, won't be shocked. I wouldn't be Same stunned. Same for Cleveland. Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned either. Any of those five teams, Houston, obviously Houston, New York, Boston, Cleveland, Minnesota, I would not be surprised if any of them are raising the AL pennant in sure. October. Thought number four, we don't need to spend any time on them. The Yankees didn't do anything. They traded for Edwin Encarnacion. Was it six weeks ago or something now? But they didn't do anything at the deadline, and Brian Cashman got ripped for it. Thought number five, the Tampa Bay Rays just made a series of like interesting swaps. The big headliner that people are going to talk about is adding the right-handed bat, Jesus Aguilar. Getting that guy from the Brewers now adds some of that pop that they've been looking for since the offseason. So, again, not a team that scares me necessarily for the World Series, but they just keep winning baseball games. I think at some point we do have to say that's a pretty good club down in Tampa St. Pete. They're incredibly well run. Yeah. And how I don't know, why I don't know, you're playing in that just complete joke of a stadium and you got 12 fans going, but they have been blessed with people who are really good at, at taking that type of baseball team and maximizing everything from it. They were the I, classic I, buyers and sellers Well, this I year. talked a little bit yep. earlier ago about how the Twins have to win these trades on the margin. The Tampa Bay Rays have built a contender off doing strictly that. Yes, that's, that's right. That's exactly that's right. how they've become a, and I don't, Buy them as a serious team that I think can win the World Series, but they're a team that could be a playoff team, and they've built which is it remarkable because There's no they, revenue because whatsoever. of how they've done it. They've yep. built it by strictly winning on the margin, time and time and time again. These they win these small trades over and over and over again. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.